Hey friends, we are starting Meal Tip Tuesday a little early today because we feel like it. We got a clinic to get to. Well, a no. meet and greet. A meet and greet. A check-in. A, clinic. a yep. clinic check in to get to. So say hi as they're jumping on. Lizzie Mule. Yeah. Hey Lizzie, how you doing? I think Lizzie uh, Mule is the mule's name. Lizzie's the mule name. Yeah, I can't remember what her name is. Alright. But she's written in before. Okay. Well, as, uh, as you guys are jumping on, please say hello, and if you have questions for today's Mule Tip Tuesday, go ahead and post them. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? How is Pennsylvania? Hi, Lee. Lee from Nebraska. Carla, how's Canada? Um, Connie. So, there's birds chirping in the background today, and tractors, and people. Trucks and trailers and, um, in. Anyways, it's a little noisy, so please forgive us. But, but it's really hot, so. It is hot <laughs> here. have some windows open. Yep, it is hot here, so. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Lori, can't wait for the Elkhart, Iowa clinic. Looking forward to it. It's looking really good. Hey, Emily. Is Emily coming to the clinic in Indiana? She says she's from Indiana. I didn't see Hey, that. Shannon. How's North Carolina? Okay, a lot of good friends on here. Like I said, if you have questions, uh, feel free to post away. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you want to know. All right. Let us know what and, you want uh, to know. So we're hanging out in Creston, Washington, getting ready to do our clinic starts tomorrow. This is a four-day clinic, and I wish I could talk everybody into doing four-day clinics. We did a hey, few. We did a few. Hey, there's Grandma Sheila. Grandma hey, Sheila. Hey, Grandma. Grandma just turned 75. Happy birthday, Grandma. Um, but anyways, this is a four day deal and yeah, if I could get everybody to do four day clinics. But remember it was hard because of the travel hard. time. The travel time is hard, some of the clinics, but yeah. we get really good results and it's that fourth day is, is the best day for sure. So today Sky wanted me to shoe her mule. No, I didn't want. And we had an adventure. Okay, no. And she I, bit. She ripped. She, did not she bit, bit him. She ripped. No, she didn't. <laughs> but I do not recommend. She's vicious. You guys all have seen cupcakes. She's vicious. Do not let a horseshoe nail enter your hand. It does not feel good. Cupcake kind of jerked her hoof back when I was putting a nail in. She's a little little sore. She kind of jerked her hoof back and stuck that before just I could like this before I could crimp off the. Well, I did have the nail crimped off. I was I was trying to hold the hoof. She just jerked it back and. Just so. I just got it just right and stuck my hand, so. We trimmed her yesterday. Yep. Not even very much, but she was just tender enough. And I was like, well, I want to do the clinic this week. Yep. So Ty's like, I'll shoe her for you. And then it, how Mistake. many hours ago was that? Mistake. Ended up being like a two-hour job. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, don't don't shoe your wife's mule. Just don't. Just. Don't shoe your mule. Yeah. <laughs> That's what just I said. kidding. We, That's not if, professional. You're going to be professional. <laughs> Show your mule if they need it. Just have somebody else do it. Yeah, have a professional do it. <laughs> Don't have me do it. Hey, Michael Flood, I can't wait for you to come up to the cult starting, buddy. Looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Okay, I feel like we, we weren't done with the cupcake thing. Okay, she was yeah. a little tender on her feet, so she was really sore on the one that she needed to stand on. Yep. So she was having a hard time balancing on that foot. So she was. Yep. Then once we got the uh, that shoe or that foot shod, then she had one to stand on for the next foot, but it was. And then I tried to. Then I had to finish the job one-handed, yeah. <laughs> um, which was really challenging. So, hey, let's get going on Meal Tip Tuesday. Okay. Um, so, welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday. Today, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Western Mule Magazine, 
and uh, Colt Saddlery. These these folks are great. Um, if you guys, you know, like meal magazines, if you like to read, I highly recommend Western Meal Magazine, and uh, we write for them. If you didn't know, um, and then also Colt Saddlery. I'm loving the saddle he built me. I'm seeing a bunch of saddles that he's getting out now. He's doing a good job. So if you're looking for a good custom saddle, he's probably getting um, a pretty good weightlift. He is by probably now. by now. He's he's probably wondering if he should keep supporting us or not. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, so appreciate the sponsors. Make sure you tell them thanks if you ever deal with them. And I hope you do. Um, we got a bunch of questions here, and then I've saw a couple on the on the live video here. Uh, a lot of you are watching live right now, but if you're listening to this later. Please comment that you're listening later and say hello as well. First question comes from Ted Johnson. You want to read this? I'll let you be the reader today. I hate being the reader, but I'll read. do it for you guys. Read for them. Okay, Ted Johnson asked, he said, Is the soft feel prior to the backup a cue to the question? I've tried it prior to stopping, and the stop is then much more prompt. So should the soft feel be used prior to stopping, side passing, rolling the hinds and fronts to let the mule know that a question is about to come their way? Yeah, Ted, the soft feel, as you progress in the soft feel, um, is going to be a fantastic tool for you to use to get your mule ready to do something. It's the beginning of collection, and collection is, is self-carriage in a way of readiness, where that animal can, can stop, it can go forward, it can go sideways, it can go back um, at whatever, whatever pace you know, you desire just in, a, in an instant. So that's kind of what that soft feel is for. You start it, you know, for those of you listening that maybe don't know what we're talking about, the soft feel is basically when we kind of, if you're brand new to this, basically we're kind of get the, getting the mule to, to tip their head down and in. I need to let him out. Let the dog <laughs> out. The He's dog sitting here panting. That's what I feel like hot. doing. Yeah. It is hot in here. Um, but that soft feel gets your mule ready. They kind of tip their nose down and in. And that's what we're kind of looking for. This will progress to where you can carry that soft feel and they're engaging their entire body from the hindquarters forward. The soft feel always comes from the hindquarters and moves forward, uh, or collection rather. So yeah, um, he said he's been using the soft feel prior to stopping. Absolutely, when you guys get to stopping with that soft feel, you will see a, a dramatic improvement in your stops. I highly recommend it. I pick up the soft feel before I back up. Um, you know, you need to be able to pick up a soft field before your leg yield, and you need to carry that soft field through the leg yield, through side pass. Um, it's a great way to initiate lead changes, uh, things like that. So, good question, Ted. Let me know what you think of that. I hope you're watching. Say hello if you are. Um, Barbara Vansel. You want to read it? Well, Go yeah. ahead. Okay. you got to be able to do something there. <laughs> I just sit here and watch the hearts and the, yeah, the likes. Yeah, I like seeing all the hearts. And... I know. <laughs> and all the stars. Yeah. Okay. Um, Barbara said, I feel like we went back to the beginning. Daisy would not load when I finally got her in the trailer and we went We went to my riding lesson. It went great. Then I tried to load to go home and she bolted running around the city park and fairgrounds. After. Oh, no. And I kind of shortened it a little bit, but... Yeah, some of these get pretty long. Yeah, but she said after two hours with my trainer, I think she said like 16,000 steps on her Fitbit or something like that. Um, and police cars. with her trainer and three police cars trying to keep her off the interstate, I got her caught. I pulled my trailer into the arena to work on loading in a controlled space. 
It took an hour. I wanted to sell everything and give up in that moment. Almost. So, short story, she tried to load her mule up and it bolted. Yeah. Um, and made a scene. Made a big <laughs> scene, sounds like. I'm, I'm sorry, Barbara. Um, you know, trailer loading is, for, for a lot of people, it's amazing. Um, well, when I first started doing the clinics, we would get a ton of trailer loading problems. Yes. But I feel like as we have been promoting, you know, teaching your mule to lead, solid groundwork. Um, I haven't done the trailer loading at a clinic in a long time. No. Like, it's been a while. You've helped people on the way out once in a while. Here and there, but, but I mean, not not, yeah. not a lot. Not as much as it was, you know, nine it was, years ago. Yeah, it was constant um, before. You know, but more people are doing a better job of getting this groundwork going. You know, trailer loading is just leading your mule into a box. Um, and it, there, and she it, there she is. Hey, hey, Barbara, we just, we're answering your question right now. Um, anyways, trailer loading is just leading this mule into a box, you know. Uh, if I'm having a hard time loading, I might just work on the groundwork, just just the groundwork dry, just in the arena. And I'm going to be really particular. Um, if you guys have been to a clinic, then you've heard me talk about the very first step of the groundwork, clearing the front. And I often say, hey, if you can just, if you can just clear the front, if that's the only piece of groundwork you guys can do, is step number one. If that's it, you'll never have groundwork or a trailer loading problem again. If that's all you can do, just get that piece going. Uh, so that clearing the front is, is crucial. Um, but if I'm real scared of the trailer, um, I might do something to help them get used to it. But I think this mule's been loaded. Um, but if they're scared of the trailer, I might I might pull that trailer out in the pasture and have them eat out of it. And just throw the hay up in there and have them get in and out on their own. And that's about one of the only times I'll ever use food to help get something done. But I just throw it out there, and I, I'm not even there to be involved in it. If they want to go in there to eat, go ahead. It becomes the happy place. It's just, it's just a feeder. It's just a weird feeder is all the trailer is. So <laughs> uh, I'll do that. Um, sometimes I'll get to where I can lead them, uh, you know, drive them, direct them over a tarp. But just just clearing the front is right there. Barbara just said clearing the front is the uh, hardest. Is the hardest. So that's that's... Uh, that's step number one. That's and the very first piece of the groundwork. And she loaded good yesterday. Loaded fine yesterday. Good. Hey, you know what? You get that clearing the front going good, Barbara, though, and you won't have a problem ever again. So, hey, Bryce Hathaway's watching. Hey, Bryce. How hey, you doing, buddy? you look good in all those pictures, Bryce. Yeah, you did. Meal days. Looking good. Made me reminisce about our good old days of, of doing the musical tires and all the things and dolly parton race and anyways <laughs> down at bishop so all right what's next <clears throat> let me know what you think of that barb barbara okay. so um we posted the those pictures of that little mule named pickles kind of bolting off down so the, so what sky's talking about is the mule named pickles that bolted down at our dunnigan california clinic i talked about this on the dunnigan clinic debrief and like the last meal tip tuesday yep the last meal tip tuesday anyway. and i also just posted his video on the video library so you can yes. watch me handle that meal bolton so i posted a picture saying hey we've got it up on the library go and watch it um and there were a few comments on there so that's what this is from um let me see i wrote the name sean colombo and lisa slupek grass let's start with sean's well they kind of were both commenting oh, together thing? yeah so okay. anyway it wasn't specifically questions it was kind of questions just kind of comments anyway, yeah comments questions um so they said well, what do you do when the mule is 1,200 pounds and they do this? 
in the video, Ty says to let go if your chest gets over your feet because you're going to get dragged. And yep. then he went on to say that that has happened and he's gotten hurt. Um, so what do you do after you let go? So both of them were saying they have this problem and they have to let go because they can't just dig in like you yeah. had done. So, so then what do you do? Okay, number one though, and I talk about this in the clinics, these mules that want to bolt, horses that want to bolt, it's no different, um, whatever. I, I don't have that problem with donkeys very often, right? <laughs> they don't, I, I they don't, don't have bolt. So I don't much. have bolting donkeys here. You know, for the most part, but a lot of horses bolt, a lot of mules bolt. Okay, that's a horse thing. That's a that's a mule thing. That's a flight instinct. Donkeys don't have that near as 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 much. Number one, pay attention. Okay, they always give you a, a little bit of a clue, so you can kind of get ready, um, so so you can be prepared for it. Keeping that nose tipped in is the number one piece, and I recommend, you know, getting these mules to bend. You got to build the bend. Bend is your friend. Um, and you don't have to do full circles. I might start with little quarter circles. And this is where a lot of people, like they just start to drill the groundwork and you can break it down to small pieces. And I did this in that video, the video I just posted on the video library. You can see those small pieces. Size doesn't matter. I was just going to say the mule looks smaller, but he put his all yeah, it doesn't, into that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're big, small, medium, whatever the size. I do exactly the same thing. So their comment, what if it's 1200 pounds? Well, it's a freaking big mule, mm -hmm. 1,200 pounds. Like, that's bigger than Riata. Yeah. Uh, Riata's, what, just under 1,000. Yeah. Um, that's a huge mule. So, uh, anyways, you're going to probably get drugged. <laughs> but um, if your shoulders get ahead of your hips, yeah, you're you're pretty well done. Okay. So then the question is, well, what do you do after you let go? They bolted. Um, the hooking on. I go through the hooking on process where I'll, I'll drive the mule, I'll move the mule, get them to hook on, get them caught, and I go again immediately on small questions. But I try really hard. If I if I lose that lead rope, the pressure does not ease up until I want to draw that mule in. Because what happens is when they bolt away, they, they get away from you there, you know, they run off to the other, the other end of the arena, they get a big release, they learn. And the mule's not doing anything. He ain't dragging you to make you mad. He ain't dragging you to make you angry. He's not dragging it so he can get chuckles. Um, he's he's dragging because uh, he's scared and wants to retreat. So, um, you know, it, it just comes down to too much pressure in one way or another, don't you? Yep. Think? Yep. So, whenever they have too much pressure, they want to leave. So, get them to hook on again, get them caught, and then break the pieces down simple, uh, one little piece at a time, and small basically small questions big rewards so yeah i think you it's more to add on that well i think it's a quicker you know like to to get it worked on if you can hang in there you know don't you think like that's the best way if you can hang in there hang in there stopped. yeah yeah but if you can't obviously we, we don't want you getting yourself hurt and you have to let go then that's the way to go about it i've let go a thousand times yeah i've skied more <laughs> you know what when i posted those pictures originally just in the album from that clinic yeah how many people come oh my gosh so many people said hey yeah. i remember ty doing that at this clinic or with this yep. mule and, oh, mule. that I looks familiar yep. and, you know. i have done a lot of skiing and that was my uh, my reply yeah. to this comment was oh ty's done it with big mules too you know it's possible but i've i've got hurt pretty good doing it yeah i, yeah. I busted my wrist and well, that's I've what... had I've had big problems with it, and you know the mule that busted my wrist. Well, the mule didn't bust my wrist; it was the impact. Um, but the one that, you know, when that happened, 
Uh, that was just a little meal. Yeah, wasn't, it was. Wasn't a, wasn't a big it meal. Was... The little meals put more effort into it, I think. Actually, I really, I, well, I really have the bigger meals do a whole lot of, of bolting. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's not... Because I don't think people try to bully the big meals as much. Mm -hmm. I think people put too much pressure on the little meals, and they bully them. Like, it's easy to bully a small meal until they want to bolt. Mm -hmm. But the bigger meals, it's like, oh, that's a big meal. I just think people... And this is totally just subconscious, you know. I think they don't put as much pressure on a bigger one. The bigger meals just push into you with their shoulders yeah. instead yeah. of leaving. Huh. Okay, and then just kind of a, a follow-up to that same post um, was I just wanted Ty to kind of talk about this. Okay. Because um, we get this comment sometimes when you're working on something and you finally get it accomplished. So, um, for example, in this picture where it showed Ty you know, that he did get the mule and they're just walking back to w get back to work nice and calm. And the comment was, you won, mm -hmm. you know, and we hear that like a lot, like, oh, you, you're trying to get across this or that. And they go, oh, you have to win. You can't let the mule win, you know? Yeah. And so I just thought that that was a good something to mention. You know, the, it's just a way of thinking, you know, and I understand people just use vocabulary words. Different. Yeah. And I don't think they mean um, it, but you know, Growing up, Sky and I kind of both grew up in a way where you got to win. Like, you have to like win. You, you can't gonna, let the mule win. You know, you got to make the mule. Like, if that mule don't want to cross water today, you got to make it, and it's got to happen. And we both still actually do that. Like, if I come up, I mean, if we come up to some water, we're going to, we're probably going to get gonna, across. We're, we're, we're going to make will. it happen, you know. Um, but... Not make it happen. We're going to help it to happen. Yeah. And, but when, when it happens, it, we're on the same team. So, any of you that have been to a clinic then you've heard me say this, but I always say, if the mule's a winner, I'm a winner. If the mule's a loser, well, it takes one to no one. And um, I, I want to I wanna be on the same team as the mule. Um, and sometimes team, you know, maybe doesn't fit for some of you, but I used this example last week for a guy at the John Day Clinic. I said, you know, it's, it's like if you... If you uh, if you hired somebody to come help you work, like you're hiring an employee, you know, you need this employee's help. That's why you hired the employee. So you're trying to train and teach that employee and get them going as soon as as soon as you can. And you want that employee to be successful because they're going to be there helping you do this job, right? I want to help you, like, because I need the help. So I'm going to help you figure this out quick. And that's kind of the attitude I have with my mules is. I want them to understand. I want them to be successful. To be successful, I don't want this to be an abrasive relationship. I I don't want there to be constant tension, uh, constant fight. Um, I want them to understand. So we're on the same. We want them to team. be yeah I in a good mind win. frame yep. and happy mule and. There's a big difference in making your mule do stuff, and helping them figure it out. There's there's really a huge difference in that, and it's hard to apply. It's hard to apply, but you know you. You just kind of work at it and do the best you can. So, yep. I saw a few questions on here. Scott, you want to scroll and see if you can find something? Yep. Um, we got a few more minutes. If any of you have have a question, go ahead and post it. We can try to find yeah, it we just on here. It. I saw one that had a cue in the front. That would be easy to find. Yeah. So I appreciate that. How do you hook? So Barbara Vansel asks, how do you hook on in a large field? You can't. <laughs> That's it. You can't get them to hook on a large field. You're going to have to drive them into a, a corral, um, a small pen. You know, we, we get that question a lot. 
like about yeah. the the catching yeah. they say well, like for example we made a, a ready to catch uh video and um and I'm, I'm doing this in a in a about a 60 foot round pin is our video and i got so many people like a lot of pushback on that saying well we're seeing it done in a in a round pin uh but how do you do it out in a big field and i say well you, you don't do it in a big field you, you got to get them you got to get them gathered in a corral where you can do a little work i can't catch a mule that's uh wanting to bolt or catch a mule that is is bad to catch in a 20 acre pasture i mean I can't get that done. So the answer is you don't. You got to drive them into a crowd. Um, simple as that. Did you find any? There it is. All right. Oh. So who's Lucinda. this from? Lucinda. How old? Uh, how old for baby's first tying lessons? Uh, and with a rope halter or question mark uh, to something solid or high line? Okay, Lucinda. Um, as soon as um, you know a couple. So if you're raising the the foal and you have you have the mare. Um, you could tie the mare up, and you could you could tie that baby up lightly with the mare. I don't recommend tying anything up until you've taught them how to lead, though. Um, so that means you kind of have to have some of the basics of the groundwork going. Um, but then you could tie them up with their mom, and it'd be very uh, really short sessions. Now, as soon as they're weaned, um, I'll start doing a little bit a little more groundwork, and this is all baby stuff. I'm talking. Well, she has a just, just she has a little baby 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 stuff. So um, I'll do a little bit more groundwork, like the sessions maybe would be five minutes, ten minutes long, um, and then I could tie them up. And I definitely would use a rope halter. Uh, you know, they're they're the kindest. They're not so abrasive. Um, you know, and you can get them to fit, so you won't get them sore if they kind of move around a little bit. And definitely a high line. That would be my preference. Um, so they have the freedom to go so they can make the choice to stay and they don't learn to paw near as bad um, And then the, the sessions are gonna be short Lucinda. I'm only gonna tie them up for you know 5 10 15 minutes at the most these little babies and put them away the sessions can be real short um, As they grow up yearlings maybe a little little longer. I don't have a problem tying the yearling up for for a little while And of course two-year-olds three-year-olds they can stand there all day with the rest of the the, uh, the herd there so, good question, Lucinda. Thank you. Anything else? Uh, What's that, uh, Tammy? Tammy says, uh, so the soft feel is like a half halt. The, the soft feel is a half halt. Yep. It's, just in the Western world, we, we say soft feel. But the half halt is the same thing. Yep. Anything else here? They were, but they have to find Scrolling it. through all the hellos. <laughs> I appreciate you guys saying hi and... And telling us where you're watching from. It's so fun to scroll through these after and, and see where everybody's from. Um, a couple announcements. Uh, here in two weeks, uh, two weeks from today, right? Yeah, two weeks from today is our big cult starting clinic. I say big because I'm really excited for it. Um, but we got 10 cults coming, uh, a lot of good people. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this cult starting a something special we're holding it uh, around the anniversary time of our of our clinic starting it'll be nine years coming up here in a couple weeks uh, of us doing these clinics and so we're gonna try to hold it similar time every year and and uh, I mean that's where it all began for us it's cult starting that's our that's our thing and and uh, so I'm excited here we you got another question here from yep. Carla yep Carla uh, so Carl's from Canada always fussing with the bit no matter what bit or how it how adjusted usually wants to play with the shank or chew slobber straps 
uh, had a nose, had a horseshoe nail oh. in in the arm. arm. <laughs> okay, okay <laughs> it Carla. It kind of blends in yeah. with the, the Yep. Couch. Okay, Carla. So here's the deal with the bits. Um, whether they're in the snaffle bit or the bridle bit, they always need time to adjust. Uh, this is the mistake that I've made many times and I see a lot of people make is they just put the snaffle bit on and go right to work. Um, I let my mules now, all my colts, they get to pack that snaffle bit. Um, I like them to pack it 15 or 20 times, uh, maybe for 30 minute segments, um, just to learn how to hold that bit, how to carry it, just let it sit in their mouth. I don't even, I don't touch it. I don't ask anything of it. I just let them pack it. Um, and then, of course, remember the, the mouth is a great uh, gauge for your mule's mental health, your mule's mental comfort. And if they're playing with that bit quite a lot, that tells you maybe they're not super comfortable mentally. And, of course, um, you know, doing the things that we do, going through this process, we can kind of work through that and get them in a better mental shape. And I don't graduate out of the snaffle bit until they are comfortable in the mouth, uh, which means they're comfortable mentally. So number one, let them pack it. Number two, let them, let them work through it. Get them mentally comfortable. Um, and then later on, after you've gone through your hackamore and you've got, uh, and you're, you're starting your two rein process, I let the mule carry that bridle bit. They carry the bridle bit for four months before I even touch it. They just get a packet for four months. Um, I don't do anything with it. Then the second four months, um, so months, what, five through eight, uh, I start to combine it with my hackamore use. So they actually get some engagement with it. And then from then on, it's primary, uh, it's being used primarily. So, uh, but letting them pack it for that four months, I mean, it's, it's crucial. They got to learn how to carry these bits. And most people go to using these uh, too early before they've gotten used to them. And, and it's just kind of our process. You know, we take a little more time to do some of these things. Um, but it's, it's really blessed us in the long run, um, you know, and I, and I, something we see a lot, especially in the clinics, right? Maybe somebody comes in and I say, Hey, I think you'll do a little bit better in the snaffle bit. And so they put the snaffle bit on the mules really working it. Right. And they say, I oh, think just doesn't like it. Well, you've, you've had the snaffle bit on for five minutes. You can't tell if your mule likes it in five minutes, you know, um, it's, it's a long process. And it takes time. They got to pack it and get comfortable. And then you got to engage their mind on other questions so that they can be comfortable. You got well, anything then, to add? Well, playing with the bit isn't them not liking it. That's just their mind, oh, yeah. their thoughts coming out. You know, it's a symptom of what's going on in here. You know. Well, when we get to the bridal stage, I mean, we have crickets and rollers, right? I got roll. I got rollers in my bridal bits. I want my mule keeping that tongue loose and engaging that bit and rolling that's going to that that keeps the tongue loose it's going to keep the jaw loose it's going to keep the pole loose all the way down to the wither all the way down to their feet you know so because shank bits especially shank bits bridle bits um operate off of a total different signal than your lateral uh you know like the snaffle or your hackamore um there's a lot of engagement and they can get a little tighter in the jaw why are you yawning Sorry, on, our, I tried really hard on our show here <laughs> Come on, wake up. It's been a long afternoon. So, anyways, I hope that makes some sense there, Carla. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks for the question. Let me know what you think of that. That's probably pretty good. We're, okay. We, we got another question there. Tanner Dan. All right, Tanner. That's what he says. 
I'm dealing with another bolting incident as we speak. I'm afraid I'm putting too much pressure on my mule when he's bothered by an exercise. At what point should I back off and come to it another day? So Tanner, you know, you want to you want to back off before things go that that wrong. Um, look for opportunities to tell your mule good job. Look for any little try that they're offering you and just tell them how great they are. So, you know, that bolting is just a, a symptom of too much pressure. That's all it is. So adjust your pressure. You know, sometimes you put too much pressure on. Sometimes you turn the stove up too high and your your food, you know, your it boils over, right? Well, turn, turn down the heat a little bit. Back it off. And it's kind of the same thing here. You know, as you're working, you put too much pressure on. It doesn't work. Back off. I think you need to be really aware of when they really are um, have come down from that last. You know, maybe they get worked up to here, and make sure they really came all the way down. Yep. That's something I've had to really be more aware than ever with Dally because she, you know, she get way up to here, and you've got to let her come all the way down before you can add another, or else yeah. it's gonna build, and then it's gonna be wet. <laughs> Let them soak a little bit. Let them let them sort out your last question. Sometimes we pile on the questions one after the other. So sometimes it's not even so much pressure, like physically, you know, doing things. Sometimes it's just mentally the pressure, asking too much, too soon, and not letting them back off. So yeah, one of my favorite videos. Well, so being aware of like, I love hearing Ty explain to people like what the mule is doing, like. Uh, so, for example, there's a video on the library with Lisa Taka mm -hmm. and her gray mule, Katie. I can't remember. It's a, hard to saddle, It's a, it's maybe? a saddling, yeah, it's a saddling and, video, but it's so much more. Yeah, it is. It's my it's my favorite when Ty points out these things to people. Um, so, he's, he's showing just the different expressions or pointing out the tiny, tiniest little things that this mule is saying with you know her ears her her blinking her nostril like mm -hmm. her her lip you know um trying to see it all is, is yeah i mean just wild. just her her skin i mean everything so all those little things if you can just be that much more aware of how um relaxed your meal really is or then you can say you can eventually see like oh they are still really tense so i need to wait m another minute for them to come back down yeah so go good watch comment. that video. It's one of that's my a favorites. Good, yeah, that's on the video library. So anyways, those are some good questions today. Um, appreciate you guys uh, sending these questions in. And hey, don't forget, uh, we got Meal Tip Tuesday every Tuesday. So send in questions ahead. You can email them, Ty at T... At, <laughs> I told you, it's Ty, been a long day. <laughs> Ty at <laughs> And please put it in the subject so we can get it organized question for mule tip tuesday and we will try to get it on here and talk about it and we're very grateful for these questions i hope you guys are enjoying this hey, wait i have a question before you wrap it up this is a random question but ty and i have talked about on our podcast doing an interview of ty being interviewed okay. so i wondered if you guys would be interested in that not like a training thing but like if you guys would like a about me an about ty podcast and if so you guys are gonna have to help me come up with questions well, but would you guys be interested in something like that? If so, comment. Let me know because then not because I told Ty I'm like I'm just not a good interviewer, but I will do it for you guys if you would like that. Well, because I've had some people ask that they've oh good that because I've I mean I'm always interviewing other guests yeah 
And I've so only we'll, been a guest on one podcast. I've been a guest on uh, Horses in the Morning podcast um, like five years ago. <laughs> it was um, a long time. So somebody asked, hey, why don't somebody, you have somebody interview you? So well, maybe I'll make a post for you guys to write If they say questions. they want to, if there's only one person, I ain't going to just you know, <laughs> go on. Uh, if it's a really go good Go on person. the spotlight for that. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, but let me know because if you guys are interested in that, I would do it. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up. Hey, if you if you enjoyed this, please leave a review somewhere, anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, if you listen there. Um, Facebook. Uh, let us know what you think of these, these Mule Tip Tuesdays, these podcasts. And we are very grateful for you guys. So, hey, uh, hope to see you guys down the road soon. God bless you. And uh, we'll catch you later.